Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Doing all right. All right, you want to uh, go over your trades from last week? Yeah, since we're kind of midweek here, I think that means that we have to cover from uh, February 21st, if I'm not mistaken. So let me take a look here. All righty. So, um, may have talked about this one in the last pod, or maybe I was talking about going out and doing this, but I sold another 30 call against my Chake shares. Um, and I want to say that's in the money right now. They've been, I think it's been in the money for a bit with the markets kind of calming down. Yeah, they're almost at 32. So it's pretty deep in the money. Uh, March uh, monthly expiration. So well, I guess I still got a couple weeks out for that one. Um, that's in the money right now. Um, and then Facebook. Yeah, I did some funny business with this one. Um, so I sold an iron condor. And then before the dumb rally, Thursday and Friday of last week, markets were, I think, I want to say Thursday was the most wild day. Futures, like NASDAQ futures, were down 3% pre-market and, or maybe overnight, things started to sell off and things started to get really wild. And I was just like, man, I think I text you, like, it's going to be a bloodbath tomorrow. Like, this is nuts. I think that was maybe the night two if I'm not mistaken, something about Putin, maybe talking about nuclear forces on high alert, (laughs) like futures sold off like 3%. So I was just like, oh man, my Facebook on the put side is going to be in the money because it was already close. So what I did is I rolled out my put side another week. I'm like, man, this thing's going to hose me on the put side. So I roll it out to March 4th this Friday, or maybe I rolled it out to March 18th, but I got more time on it. And then Thursday and Friday happened, and there was just this insane rip like that we were talking about, like not understanding. So things were ripping back, and I'm like, man, now I'm going to get hosed on the call side. Like I got to do something on the call side. So I was thinking of rolling it out another week or two, and I decided to just uh, box spread it because I got a a good amount of credit. So I think overall I collected 260 in credit with all my adjustments and it was a two, uh, 250 wide. So actually was sitting on, I think an extra 10 in credit and yeah, things ripped so hard on Friday that I would have went, I don't think it would have been, yeah, actually, I think it may have been max loss on the call side. So good thing I kind of box spreaded it there and kind of took care of that, but I still have my puts open Um, And things have been doing pretty good. Facebook has, you know, been rallying pretty good, but I'm still open on the put side there. Um, So I'm kind of hoping Facebook stays afloat by the 18th and I can get out of that uh, put side without having to do any more rolling or buy back, you know, buy it back for a debit or anything like that. But um, I'm going to be prepared to roll it if it starts to get tested. Um, I also sold a call on EWJ and see this is a 65 call this is into the april monthlies now um so i got pretty good range on that um why do i have the one hour chart pulled up 
Um, yeah, so they were getting beat down pretty good, but then they had a little bit of a rip back. So I think that's why I went call side. It may have been after that uh, pretty good rally there. Um, but they're at what, like 62 right now? So I still got some good range on that. Um, what else here? Space. I grabbed some more space um, when they were at 8, 8.06. Uh, I was just looking at it again, and I'm like, man, they could go lower. But if I grab more shares at this point here, I'm going to put my average cost down to like $12. So I got more space, and they're up a good uh, buck 33 since then. Uh, so, so far, that's a pretty good entry, averaging down a little bit more there. Um, and then I sold... Uh, what is this? A call on X. It was the 28 call. Um, went max profit on that. Then Ford, I sold a call there that I ended up having to buy back because they, like everything else, they rallied stupidly. Um, I sold a call spread on DPZ, which is Domino's Pizza. Um, and that one. It's kind of testing me, so I ended up rolling it out this week. Uh, Procter & Gamble, PG, the same thing. Short leg was in the money, long leg wasn't, so I wanted to buy more time, so I just rolled it into this week. Um, Whirlpool was the one that I was kind of stupid on, WHR. Um, I think earlier in the week, it was testing. It may have been Wednesday or Thursday of last week. It was pretty close to being in the money, or the short leg was in the money, and I didn't roll it. I thought about it. And I just thought, ah, maybe it'll cool off. And I should have rolled it because it just kept ripping. That one took me for max loss. Um, it was a 250 wide. Um, what else here? EWZ. I sold a call against them for April. And I want to say they are cooking pretty good. So I'm pretty sure I'm down on that one because, yeah, they're almost at 34 now. Um, but I think it's still move a buck, I guess. But that's all the way out to April. So there's a lot of time left on that one. And then with X rallying crazy on Thursday and Friday, I finally got to sell the call I wanted to sell, which was the 30 call, because um, I couldn't really sell it for anything. And that was kind of my get out price on them. So I finally ripped hard enough. I could actually sell that thing um, and get some decent credit. So I have that 30 short call right now, which is probably pretty close to be, being in the money because they just are not stopping. Like they are overbought on the daily right now and then they're working to be overbought on the weekly um so i got a short call on my shares there on x um and then what else here it's my facebook stuff my domino stuff um so i buy back on ford i also sold a put on eem which is emerging markets uh etf take a look here um, yeah, they're beat down pretty good. Even on the weekly, they're not quite oversold, but they're pretty close to it. So I felt pretty good on the put side there. I think the markets were ripping that day too really hard. And EEM was down 2%. So I'm like, man, this is dumb. Like they should be rallying with other stuff. So uh, I sold put side on there. And then probably the riskiest trade I've done in a while is I went long RSX. <laughs> they were at 1094 at the time. And I want to say they were already like extremely oversold um, on the weekly and the daily. And I was like, man, this I know this is kind of a risky trade, um, but I didn't put a ton of capital into it. And I was just like, man, if it recovers, like if something happens between Russia, Ukraine and like the sanctions eventually get lifted 
and maybe Russia backs off, this thing is going to rip back super hard. So I went long shares. Um, I also sold a 14 call against it. And I want to say that my 14 call might be the March monthly. Yeah, so it's got a couple weeks left, but I can't believe the thing is still worth like 58 bucks. I mean, I'm up on the call with them bleeding out so hard, but like I'm surprised. I mean, the implied volatility must just still be off the charts because that thing is actually still valuable and it's like super far from the money. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of see what happens with that gamble trade. And then um, sold also a call on XLF for April monthlies. Uh, this one is a financial ETF. And then today I sold a put spread on CRM. I actually was looking to make some videos for the YouTube channel. And I saw CRM was trending and I pulled up their chart and I had noticed on the, I think it was on the weekly. Yeah, pretty long time frame that they rejected a key support level um, at about 200, which they kind of tested. Um, let's see here. Was that a year ago? Yeah, I guess that was a year ago. So a year ago, they ran down to that 200 level. Um, and rejected it nicely and then went on a fat rip. So I thought that was pretty good. And with them being pretty much oversold on the weekly, I felt like that was a pretty good trade. Um, so I sold a put spread there on CRM and they ripped hard today. So I'm up pretty nicely on that. And then I rolled, I think the call side of my dominoes, my DPZ out to next week. And I was trying to get filled on a put spread to turn it into an iron condor, but I wasn't quite getting the credit I wanted to. And I meant to go in before close and adjust my price and actually get filled on that. And I got busy with work and I forgot. So I still just have the call side on there, but I might go out tomorrow and uh, turn that thing into an iron condor and just uh, grab a little more credit and try to reduce max loss on that one. Nice. Yeah, I had a extremely boring trading week for two reasons one i was super busy on a new job and uh secondly the whole russia ukraine thing like just <laughs> seeing this insane dumps and rips and just not knowing even how to gauge anything like is putin gonna drop a bomb is you know this gonna happen and it was just like you know i'm cool sitting in cash until we see a little bit more of this picture because it was just <laughs> like you were talking about you know three percent dumps uh in the overnight futures and then all of a sudden we're green during the day and it's like you yeah. know anyone even just opens their mouth then it's you know uh, it's either makes or breaks the market and then today <clears throat> fed comes out and says they're only gonna do like an eighth of a percent uh raise rate and the markets rally off of that and it's like dude do you guys still not remember what's going on across the ocean like <laughs> that was an issue three days ago and all of a sudden you know the fed's not going to raise rates too much so we were at uh, it's yeah this market's just so freaking bipolar it's not even funny but uh yeah anyways i had two trades on i sold a put vertical on dollar tree looks like i'm gonna go max profit on that i didn't even realize uh they had earnings today and I and I didn't even look at what the earnings was, uh, but apparently they beat because they had a nice fat rally after a, they were kind of selling off all day. Or had a fat gap down, actually, and then just ripped super hard. Uh, so looks like I'll go max profit. That expires on Friday. And then the other one, as soon as I open it, and I need to stop doing this, but as like a technical trader, I really don't give a damn what 
the company is or what anything is. I'm just looking at the charts. So I opened up a call spread on XME and I was like, yeah, chart looks like they've just been ripping for no reason. They got to come back down soon. And then the whole Russia Ukraine crap starts. And this is the uh, metals and mining ETF. And as soon as I put it on and looked at, you know, the price of gold ripping and uh, United States steel ripping, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get hosed on this one. So uh, it doesn't expire until I got two more weeks on this one, I believe. But it's it's just so deep in the money right now. Uh, I sold, what the hell is it, the 50, I think my short's the 51. Oh, yeah. So it's like so deep. I, I today I almost really screwed up on this, like seeing if I could do some sort of an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I thought about you know selling puts or box spread or you know what can I do? And I looked at rolling from uh, this week into next week, but uh, rolling out to a higher strike. Mm-hmm. And this thing's just ripped so hard. There's only one strike out of the money right now. So I clicked on, well, okay, well, I'm going to test this out, see what this is. And it was, um, this original spread is a 50 cent wide, and everything else is a dollar wide from here on out. So I click on the spread at the very top, where the uh, long would be just out of the money and the short would be in the money, hoping that, you know, it it can die off a little bit. And I click to review it, and it says I'm going to get an 80, I think, $7 credit. I was like, wait, there's no freaking way I would... There's no way that's possible. And I'm looking at it. And I swear I was about to take a screenshot and send it to you and be like, "Dude, am I looking at this right? Like, I'm gonna get an eighty-seven dollar credit for this." Possible. Yeah, it turns out uh, it's like six wide or something like that. They blew through all the stripes, <laughs> so they just added one way up at the top, and it's like six hundred dollars uh, difference. So I could have really screwed up on that. Yeah, I guess if you go wide enough, you can get a credit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at their chart. I don't look at the weeklies a lot, but yeah, they were like ramming up against that 47 level for, geez, months and months, like a long time. Um, Geez, just short of a year. It just kept ramming up against that. And then with this, you know, whole war situation and whatnot, bam, that was their thing to bust through. And when they bust, I didn't realize on the weekly, they had been they had been squeezing for like I don't even know thirty weeks thirty five weeks, so they were just in consolidation central, trapped in that tight range, and then bam, this is to uh, this week is their second bar firing to the upside. So yeah, man, if I would have saw this, she's I need to start looking at the weekly more, man. But if I would have saw this kind of price action and then saw that they were squeezing for like. You know, a year, whatever it was, almost a year. Jeez, this would have been, you know, something to look at and then see them, bam, break that resistance level. And then, you know, TTM squeeze fire to the upside. Like, jeez. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, gold futures fired to the upside on the weekly now. So, yeah, metal's just going to be, seems like it's going to be hot for a minute. I I would anticipate some sort of a drawback, Mm -hmm. but I don't see it hitting my anywhere near my freaking strike so more than likely going max loss on that but like i said i got like two more weeks on it so cross your fingers yeah i don't know things are so stupid right now if you kind of look from the start of the rally which was around 40 
up to where it's at right now, around 56. I mean, that's a good $8 drawdown if it has like a 50% retracement, but I mean, I, this may not even be the top of the, the rip. It may go to 60 or 60. Like I'm getting screwed on XLE right now. That's an energy ETF that I rolled from last month. And its chart pretty much looks like the XME. It's just on a ripper. And I think I'm just going to keep rolling it, like, until oil crashes, if it ever does. Hopefully it does. <laughs> Hopefully I don't, like, uh, bankrupt my account by rolling this thing out every month. But I'm just thinking, like, eventually something has to happen, you know, that's yeah, going to cause things to correct. But I don't know. Yeah, the thing... When once the whole Ukraine crap started going on and metal started ripping, because that's why I figured, you know, I'm going to go call spread on uh, gold, because even through the whole like Corona crap, everyone's looking at gold to start making insane moves higher. Like everyone get out of the market and, you know, put it in the gold. And we never really saw that even. Uh, God, what the hell is uh Yeah, I'm not going to pull it up, but it just seemed like for years and years, well, forever basically when things start getting super shitty people start putting their money into precious metals and it we didn't really see it that much during the covid crash we did see you know highs and stuff but it wasn't i don't know it just it didn't seem right to me so i just figured okay well the whole ukraine thing it's going to spike for a minute everyone's just going to you know get back into the market and it's just gold's just through the roof and with oil as well i i was thinking uh they were talking about the pipelines and oil prices uh, going up so i was thinking about going long oil and just never did and now when you just uh we're talking about xle i pulled the chart up and they just today broke through uh long-term trend line <laughs> and uh oil futures fired long on the four hour and the daily so i'm assuming <laughs> that they're gonna fire on the weekly soon Dude, I'm looking at the weekly right now on XLE, and it broke through a resistance level going back to, like, 2018. So, yeah, yeah I'm screwed, man. <laughs> I just hope my other trades, like my space and my other stuff, will make me enough money that I can just, you know, not put myself in a margin call while they keep rolling <laughs> this thing out and waiting for an oil crash. But, I mean, I just have to tell myself that eventually there's going to be some kind of a crazy collapse, kind of like the housing market, you know, the housing market, but it just keeps going up. Yeah. I was just talking to uh, <laughs> one of my realtor buddies and I was like, dude, are we done here? Is this, is this the top? And he said, dude, I've been saying this is the top for five years now. I don't know what's going on. And it's like this supply and demand thing here in California where, there's not enough houses for people coming in, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like looking at all these news stories about people fleeing California. It's like, okay, well, how do we not have houses for them where, you know, right. he's, oh my God, I'm not even going to tell you how much he sold this house for and how much the original owners that bought it in 1985 uh, paid for. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And he doesn't even know when this is going to end. And this is what it do, does for a living. So I'm, you know, you know, tired of trying to predict the future because it's just not working out. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to collapse, but, like, what is it going to be? Six months? Two years? Like, I don't know. But I'm going to hope I can make enough gains on my other trades to survive this crazy XLE move. But, um, yeah, we'll kind of see. Um, 
but yeah, that kind of, I guess, leads in talking about uh, energy and oil, <laughs> these type of stocks. I guess that kind of leads into the topic that you wanted to cover this week. Yeah, I uh, want to go over kind of ways you can trade in times of, uh, we'll call it war, and specifically the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. And uh, there's a lot of ways in that. Uh, I was thinking about it today, and I was like, it feels kind of crappy, like, trying to make gains off of war, but it's like it's happening. I didn't cause the war, so you know, you can be involved in it and not feel bad about, you know, participating in these ways. But uh, one good way is to get into the aerospace and defense stocks. Uh, Some of the biggest ones are Lockheed Martin, which is LMT, uh, Northrop Northrop Grumman, which is NOC, uh, Raytheon, RTX. And then there's also... uh, actual defense ETFs. There's a three-time bull leveraged ETF if you want to get real crazy, which is DFEN. And then there's uh, some, I think these are just uh, one-times defense and the spiders have one, which is XAR and uh, ITA for iShares. So uh, if you don't want to get into just one company, because I noticed, man, who was it? What's one of the other big, I didn't have it on my list. Um, Start with the M. God. I don't know. It starts with an M, but it's like uh, something to do with like airplane manufacturing or something, or? It's a defense stock. I don't remember what the hell it was, but I saw it on one of my charts today, and they were uh, bleeding out pretty good. So if you wanted to play like the defense as a whole, like, you know, everyone's gearing up for war, uh, put your boots on, then, you know, I think the ETF would be the, the better way to play it as opposed to just going along like uh, Lockheed Martin or something. Got you. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look right now just to see. You know what? That gave me an idea. Um, I've not played Boeing in a long time. Uh, and I just looked at their chart on the weekly, and they have been squeezing for... There's a couple little gaps in here, but similar to uh, X or X... Which one, what one was I just looking at? XLE or whatever? Or XME? Um, they've been squeezing for good eight months on the weekly. So they're, they're kind of like in a slow downtrend. Like if you throw up a trend line here, they're like kind of barely bleeding out, barely moving lower, but they are squeezing and the RSI is sitting fairly center right now. So I might keep an eye on Boeing if they make a break, um, and fire one way or the other. Um, I think this thing's going to make a fat move because it's been trapped in a pretty tight range for a while. Do you have the the original Squeeze or Squeeze Pro on your? No, I have the original one on the desktop, but I have the Squeeze Pro on my phone. Um, what are you seeing on the Pro? I got a fire to the downside on Boeing uh, that started today. Okay, that's weird. On the weekly, on the regular, I don't know if my settings are the same though. Uh, I have the defaults in here, I think, uh, 21.5, 2.0, and 1.0. But there's, like, not even a uh, – yeah, it's still a squeeze, huh? But, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at this. Did you say on the weekly or the daily? The weekly. Oh, sorry. I'm on the daily. Oh, okay. Yeah, check out the (laughs) weekly. What do you you see on the pro on the weekly? Uh, Same thing. We went through – 
uh, about, I don't know what that is, like 12 weeks ago, we were in like a kind of pre-squeeze where it was thinking about moving, and then just went back into a squeeze for, shit, I don't know, 10 weeks, it looks like. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. So that's interesting. On the daily, we kind of see a fire to the downside. So like, let's see if the uh, weekly follows that or if it kind of recovers and uh, starts to head back up. But yeah, I might make a play one way or another on this once it actually fires on the weekly. <laughs> Maybe it'll fire to the downside. Yeah, I also got a sell signal on the uh, volume. Don't lie. There's a crap ton of selling yesterday on Boeing. Yeah, today they had a decent day, but uh, yeah, the last two weeks are kind of yeah, not so great. But yeah, maybe I'll keep an eye on that. I know we've been watching Splunk. That's not, uh, not really related to the wartime stuff, but uh, yeah, maybe add Boeing to the uh, watch list and make a play there when they fire on the weekly. Uh, so do you want to go over... Uh, other ways that you know of to play Russian stocks since you're so invested in them? Well, <laughs> that's the only thing I was going to say. To be honest, I haven't made too many trades on this stuff. I'm kind of looking at Boeing now, so I might kind of go with that. Boy, I wish I would have been looking at uh, is it XME, the one you played. Man, I wish I would have been looking at that larger time frame because I always, I usually play off the daily and it works pretty well for me. But, um, yeah, that would have been a great thing with all this talk and all this buildup. Um, that would have been good to go out and look at, you know, and that's my bad too for not looking at every freaking time frame, which I should be doing. Shouldn't be just like, oh, daily all the time or, you know, hourly all the time. I should be looking at monthly, weekly, daily. I don't want to really go any further than that. But um, yeah, you could definitely... Uh, Try to pick out stuff like this because you might have some stocks that are like just in a downtrend already or in an uptrend but if you find something like xme that was tucked in this tight range forever and squeezing forever and then you've got this russia ukraine situation then it's like that is a you know definitely something to keep an eye on and as soon as it uh, i guess it was four weeks ago it had this fat rip that busted it above that level i mean that was your signal right there and it was only at 48. So, I mean, you've got a good, what, another $8, $9 move up. So, geez, if, you know, I would have been looking at that at that time and saw that, that would have been a go right there. I mean, it's still squeezing for another week after that. But, um, yeah, this I guess if these kind of talks start and, you know, you start to hear these things, you know, maybe go out and do analysis on these different kind of stocks that we're talking about. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing what I did with RSX. I know that was like a total gamble play. Um, I mean, unless you like gambling, then, you know, by all means, go out and load up on RSX right now. But, um, yeah, that was like a total. I don't usually do trades like that that often, but that was just like a total. I might lose all of this money <laughs> of a trade. But if something happens and maybe Russia and Ukraine negotiate something and you know, things kind of improve over there. Man, that thing was trading at like $33 uh, before this happened. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't really give any advice to do something like that unless you really like to, you know, take something high risk and, you know, try to make big gains and not have to put up a ton of capital. Well, I think it was today I sent you that one. Uh, if you really want to gamble, 
you can always trade uh, RUSL, well, which is the <laughs> two-time well, pull Russia ETF. Well, that's when I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, man, three bucks. This is cool. So they're at, uh, yeah, low threes still. But now that's cheap enough to where if you grab 100 shares, cool, man. It was like up at uh, $83, uh, what is this, pre-corona or something? It's got to be the corona crash right there when it went from 83 to like eight. Uh, but... Yeah, for three bucks, it's like, okay, even if you buy 100 shares, like, you know, the max you're going to lose is, uh, you know, three, 325 bucks. So, you know, that's not as bad as what I did because I bought up at almost 11. But, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to get really aggressive there, you could go after RUSL. <laughs> Man, I got my, uh, my Wolf Waves. I just went to weekly on RUSL. Mm-hmm. And this thing it has been trading absolutely freaking perfectly off of all of these trend levels. Mm. Oh man, I'm gonna send you a screenshot after we get off of this. But man, well, until they you know declare war, <laughs> up <laughs> until that point, this thing was trading perfectly off of these freaking levels. And so, then it just man, I'm gonna start looking at the weekly more too, because typically, like I'm like I'm like you, I'm like always on the daily. Yeah, but, man, you see a whole lot, whole different story when you go to the weekly. Yeah, I know. I've looked at XME lately. Like, let me pull up XME on the daily, and I'm not gonna see. Well, you still see it for sure, even on the daily. But yeah, I didn't realize it was. Well, yeah, even on the daily, man. I don't know. Maybe I looked at it on my phone or something. But geez, man, that is just like consolidation central forever, man. It's just bouncing between like 40 and 48. And it's just trapped. <laughs> and like, oh man, it busted through that. That would have been a great long entry once it busted above 48. But yeah, I guess keep an eye. I might go through some of the other, you know, like Boeing. That was a good thing to pull up just now and identify that. So maybe I will go through. I just pulled up a website, uh, what's well, Investopedia or whatever, but it's listing a bunch of the different general dynamics, the Raytheon, some of the companies you mentioned. Um, Maybe I will go through there and just look if there's any similar kind of setups right now. Maybe there's some of these uh, defense stocks that are ready to break out and need to go on my watch list. Yeah, I'm sure there are. All right, man. Uh, did you have anything besides uh, stuff you just mentioned you were like focused on getting into next week? I'm probably going to do my normal monthly stuff. Um, let me take a look here as far as I did an XLF. Let's see here. So yeah, I got uh, April monthlies on there for XLF. Um, man, should I sell another call against XLE and go up higher? Kind of scared. You should buy the call on XLE. <laughs> so, yeah, just so it'll kind of balance out, right? <laughs> Protection. Um, so yeah, I've already got that going on there. XLRE. This one is in the money on the put side, not by much, like a buck. Um, take a look here. This is a, uh, real estate, I guess. Yeah. Real estate ETF. And it's been making, uh, some moves lower. So I don't know if I'm going to open up another position on this, probably just roll that one out. Um, let me see what I got going on on my, yeah, I've already got EWJ position, EWU, that's the United Kingdom. 
Oh, I talked about this one in the last podcast, and I did not make a trade. EWW, that's the Mexico ETF. Um, I don't have a position for April there, so I will probably go out and sell a call against uh, EWW for April. Um, looking at XLRE, though, on the daily, it's reject. It's like rejecting the 21-day uh, EMA. It's like a dynamic resistance, and it just ran up to that level and tried to blast through it, but then it left like a little bit of a wick sticking out. So that one, depending on what happens tomorrow, might be a good short entry there if it starts to sell away from that uh, moving average. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to a whole lot of stuff this week besides, you know, we've been talking about it for a while, and that's uh, Splunk. So SPLK, where it's just been squeezing forever. And waiting for a move, and I'm still not convinced that it's gonna. Like, I want to see this thing honestly above 124 before I'm convinced this thing's actually gonna make like a substantial move. Like, apparently they beat earnings or whatever, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not getting in until they crack above that level. Yeah, they're in a very slight uptrend or some kind of. If you go back to like December 17th and kind of throw up a trend line down there, it's like the slightest uptrend <laughs> i see but yeah their recent move is lower so that's weird they've had like their last three earnings before that is all losses on the eps and then finally they have a positive eps um but yeah i'm kind of hoping this is the thing because man they've been squeezing since december 27th so it's like yeah it's been squeezing for like months so yeah whenever they do make a move i'm definitely putting a trade on these guys yeah, well, hopefully you can make it now. I've been staring at the guys waiting for the move, too. Yeah, and I think I read a story if they get the buyout. Aren't they up to be possibly bought out by Cisco or something? If they actually get bought out, I believe it puts the share price at, like, 125 or 126 so, so I think it's, like, a $20 billion offer. So, yeah, if they can – I don't know if they're going to break out, though, or fire before hitting that level, but if they do – you know, might get lucky with the acquisition. Well, maybe not. If you get acquired and they just run right up to 125, 126 and just sit there, then you're kind of screwed. But if they don't get acquired, maybe they can break, like you're saying, break above that level and, you know, make a bigger rip. Yeah, well, you know, if they come out with news of them being acquired and, you know, it's worth 125, everyone's going to see the news and jump in. And it's going to hit like 700 or some stupid crap. <laughs> Yeah, we'll kind of see if it goes through or not. But, um, yeah, I think we're both going to maybe play that one once it shows us what it's up to. All right, yeah, that's all I was kind of looking at this week. Cool. All right, uh, did you have anything else you want to go over? Um, nope, I think that was it. All right, man, I'll see you next time. Cool, catch you later. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. So you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.